Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano and Andy Mattioli. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another Roma Press Podcast. How are you doing? I hope you guys slept better than, than I did. Um, it's been a very busy 48 hours. I hope you are doing well. Obviously, the main, uh, the main subject of this podcast will be one thing and one thing only, and that will be the official arrival of Dan Friedkin. It is now official after 10 long, grueling months. The Friedkin Group will acquire Roma from James Palata. Real quick, though, I have to say thank you to three new patrons over at Patreon. The first one, Anthony Gentile, who you can find on Twitter at G-E-N-T-I-L-E-N-J. And then Eamon McHale, who you can find on Twitter at E-A-M-O-N-N underscore 75. And you can also find Eamon at A-S-Roma-D-U-B. And then another patron, Chris Simonetti. And instead of shouting out his personal account, he wanted me to do his small business in Niagara, Canada, which is at Anita Gelato CA. And that's www.anitagelato.ca um, and it looks freaking delicious and given how little I've slept over the past few days I will definitely yeah I'm if I ever make my way to Canada or Niagara specifically I will definitely take you up on one of these Chris so um, thank you for your support our wonderful patrons we appreciate it. Um, it it means everything to us so thank you thank you thank you all right Andy Dan Friedkin, he's arriving. James Palotta, <laughs> out. I'm not going to use this platform or this podcast as an opportunity to burn it all down. And I'm not going to use this as an opportunity to go over the top to praise him. Because any way that you and I do something, we get criticized one way or the other. So let's take this from a very balanced perspective. A fair perspective. I don't want to curse the guy out, despite plenty of reason. Ha- despite me having plenty of reasons to do that, I don't want to do that today. I'm in a great mood. So, your initial thoughts. Freakin arrives. Just like, what is the first thing running to your mind? Are you thinking like, oh my god, this is a Palotta 2.0, or okay, this is great. This is a, a new opportunity, a fresh start. Where are you at? Yep. I'm I'm at the I'm at the latter uh, option. I'm 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 thinking a breath of fresh air, which was uh, much needed um, over here. It, it seems like uh, at Roma, it, it's uh, we are always in need of of a breath of fresh air. But this is probably the most important one in, in a while, in a long while, um, and it, at least we are looking at uh, a, a new start, a new way of growing as a club. Um, let's see, you know, there are no, I, I have no preconceived notions. I have, I, I try to be, uh, stripped of any bias. Um, I, I don't know what, uh, Friedkin wants to do with, with Roma. I don't know what his objectives are. Um, as, as Austini pointed out though, this morning, I, which I found important is there is a difference between, the club that Palotta found and the club that Friedkin yes. found, and the, it's the the difference is is huge. Dramatic, because, and I don't um, think people uh, will appreciate that. Yeah. I think that's one thing. You you can have your criticisms for Palotta, you know, whatever, selling whoever, right? I, I mean, we would all agree with he has made some mistakes, but the 
the situation yes. that Freakin is walking into versus the one that Palotta walked into, it is like night versus day, yeah? Yes, yes, because uh, Palotta was looking at a, a, at a club that had nothing. Um, and and the, the, his intentions when buying the club were different than probably intentions of Friedkin. What I mean by this is Austini pointed this out that this Friedkin is, is uh, or rather the Friedkin group uh, has extreme wealth and a thing like Roma would not be their main mission. A thing like Roma is is another addition to their wealth, and so that that from the start changes everything. Um, everything as to how the club functions, as to what the what the goals are. Um, again, I don't I don't know what those are, but it is definitely different in 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 terms of Roma as a club. As a, as a product, um, than than it was when when Palotta came a decade ago. One hundred percent. And again, I, I think I think that is a testament to Palotta. Again, I don't want to go. The sporting merits are what they are. Okay, we, there's no need for us to go on here and be you know zero trophies. Blah 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 blah. We get it. Okay, we 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 understand it. That's a talking point that doesn't really serve much of a purpose now. So. I think where you can appreciate Palata or at least give him a modicum of respect, because I know a lot of people don't like him very much, is on the back end. Roma Radio, uh, Roma TV. Roma didn't... Roma yes, cares. Roma cares. Roma did not even own Trigoria, their training center. They did not own the land. They didn't own it. They rented it. So he has... he. He has made the situation much more tolerable for somebody to walk into. Now, as close as I've been with people from the Freaking Group over, you know, the last months, I cannot, I can't tell you what they're going to walk in and do. I don't even know who from management they are or are not going to keep. I was told they really like Fienga. I was also told that they really, really, really liked. Gianluca Petracchi, the, the sporting director who was uh, coincidentally sacked a couple of months ago. Yes, it's possible that they bring him back. Do I think it's for certain? No, I don't think it's a certainty whatsoever. Um, but if they want to make it easier on themselves, if, you know, instead of having to go through a, a court battle with him, just bring him back. I think that's a real possibility. But yes, as you just said, Friedkin is walking into a, a much better situation than the one that Palata walked into. Looking back on it, it we're, Palata was what? Almost 10 years, give or take? I think it was nine, nine, mm -hmm. nine and a half yep. to be exact. What is the thing that you'll remember for him most? Um, again, <laughs> the whole sporting part of it, we, we, we all get. But is there something that sticks in your, in your mind above all? when it comes to thinking of the Roma Palotta? Mm -hmm. Well, uh, I understand that when we talk about sporting side, it's usually the complaints as to who we sold. But we also have to think that those that we sold, the same presidency is the one that bought them, right? So, you know, likes of Nainggolan, uh, Alisson, uh, Salah, um, even even a, a champion like Keita, who obviously was on his uh, last legs, but uh, th th there was a period with Roma in its final days where we would get hyped about 
uh, getting Adriano, who was the size of a McDonald's uh, <laughs> drive driveway, oh, uh, and 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 we were excited about that. And with Palotta, we we made a step forward, and we were allowed to dream and make those dream uh, turn those dreams into reality. With, for example, Jeco, um, who I believe yes yesterday. Or, or some other day, yesterday or the day before that, um, celebrated his, uh, his five years since his arrival uh, at Roma. So th- those, those things, were those deals, those kind of deals, the idea of, okay, you know, splashing so much money on a single player, um, even if that player is Schick or, you know, even Paul Lopez, uh, it, that is made possible because Palotta stepped in, and before that, we we really had to rely on some of bottom of the barrel stuff. And meanwhile, we're looking at you know uh, a, a, a president that also really I think did all he could with uh, the stadium project, and who actually got everything into motion. Apparently, there are some good news today as well regarding the stadium. Um, so I think that's the most important part is that. With Palotta, uh, when Palotta took over, we, the, the the stuff that we dreamed about was made possible. Um, obviously, there are no trophies to speak of, and and that's probably the you know the what what he will be remembered for the most, or you know his his typical uh, answers about not selling a player. But Palotta created or rather the people around Palotta that came along with Palotta, he created a, a, a culture at Roma, uh, a culture that made Roma a, a club in the 21st century because Roma was running low on juices. Um, the, the reputation was almost non-existent. I mean, aside from Totti, Roma were able to establish themselves as a, on a local level and on a global level. Um, and, and that is, you know, a lot of people make fun of what he said a, a few years ago when he said, I want uh, Roma to be the second club people. Yeah, he wanted Roma to be everybody's second favorite team. <laughs> yeah. And, I, you know, I get what he was saying. And in, in some ways, he, he, you know, he helped build Roma to be one of those clubs. And, um, you know, it, luckily now we're not dealing with the various Loria and, and you know Adriano overweight and all those people, um, but we are allowed to 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 dream to to you know to be taken into consideration by other clubs by other players, so it's a good moment to part ways. There are a lot of negatives in this presidency, and obviously you know we are here and we've been recording this for the ten months that Dan Friedkin was 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 tied to us, the rumors of him, and then the news of him being so close to Roma and you know we, we've been here we've been talking about that this needs to happen it needs to happen but it also needs to be remembered for what it was a, a presidency that helped Roma make a step forward I'd be curious to hear what you think about this so I've been talking with somebody who's one of Jim's guys and he was very um, I don't know what do you call it not emotional but just very, um, yeah. just looking back on everything. And what he said to me was, I, I just found it interesting. I'd be curious to hear what you thought on it. He said, in 2017, it seemed like everything was about to lift off for us. We weren't too far off from Liverpool with our processes. We just took a wrong turn. 
we did so in making good player choices regardless of the advice we were getting. The rest is history. We had a top youth sector breaking records over the last few years, but that was completely gutted. He was essentially hinting at the guy at Sevilla as to one of the reasons why everything sort of fell apart. Now, yeah, now in part, I think, I think that's a little bit unfair if I'm being honest and trust me, I'm, I'm the very last one who will stick it for Ramon Monchi because it's not as if before Monchi that, you know, the revenues were great. It's not as if they weren't Mm -hmm. selling important players. Right. I mean, this, this, this was a model that they had that, they had in place essentially ever since they arrived. So I understand what he's saying. Is that the, the, the sense that you get though, that 2017 was almost this very weird Uh, turning point. Well, it's, it is definitely, uh, um, I think, I think the, the, the champions league semifinal is, is a turning point. Um, when, when it seemed like we were up there with the best of them, and then we just, you know, crashed um, spectacularly so uh, by getting rid of a coach and a sporting director within the span of two weeks. Um, I, I, but this, you know, and I, I, I don't think that that was the main fault. That that year, 2017, was the step in the wrong direction. Roma made, you know, uh, Palotta's Roma made stumbled uh, quite frequently in, in, along those years. I mean. Think about hiring Zeman, um, you know, something that should never happen in a competent, in a competently run club, right? I mean, Zeman is is something from the Middle Ages. Uh, that it was a philosophy that went against everything that Roma at that particular point under Palotta was standing for, um, and so. And and same in number in a number of occasions where Roma were just not you know determined enough and you know they say we you know we made deals um, for players despite of what the critics said or whatever but I remember and you remember the hashtag Save Turbe right <laughs> that's oh. if that's not if that's not Roma listening to their fans um, and and you know and and doing what their fans were telling them to do, then I don't know what is. And I think that those, those are bigger mistakes than what happened in 2017, 2017, you had no way of knowing what was happening, what was going to happen. You had all the right intentions. You had all the right tools at your disposal. And, and it just, it just, it it just backfired um, after a a one year period or something like that. So, I think that it's this presidency is riddled with with small yet at the same time vital mistakes that every once in a while prevented Roma from from really growing because I think the time spent with the likes of Zeman, um, you know, we remember fondly Andrea Zoli. Those are those are people that should never be around a club that really wants to 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 achieve something. Right? Um, we're talking about coaches that. Um, can hardly stay in in Serie B. So, you know, obviously selling players is a big mistake, but at the same time, buying those same players was was, uh, 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 always a step in the right direction. Yeah, I agree. And it it is sort of ironic, isn't it, that that Champions League semifinal that we thought was sort of like 
Oh, yes. The beginning of maybe something new, maybe a new chapter yes. of Roma. <laughs> it is very ironic at how that is sort of, if, if you look back on the last three years, that was like the, the beginning of the end, so to speak, as they would say. Yeah. It just seems like from that moment on, every single thing that could possibly go wrong has gone wrong. And I think that that just that sort of timeline is very indicative of this Roma getting close to something, not getting it, and everything falling apart thereafter. So I think that this move for new ownership comes at a very good time. I think it is badly needed. And we just have to see. Again, for those thinking this is going to be some sort of Manchester City PSG sort of uh, yeah. sort of ownership group, I have some bad news for you. It's not going to be. But I, I don't think that we're going to see um, an MO similar to what we saw from Palata. A lot of people are saying, even on the radios, they're saying uh, Friedkin is a, is a Palata 2.0. Yeah, they're already telling him what to Come do. Come on, unfair. Uh, he should, unfair. First, first he, should, he should bring Totti back in. Then he should change the 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 badge again, um, which is probably one. If 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 I if I hear one more person say that we should change the badge again, it's one of the dumbest things. It really is that you can. It's and 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 so that's you know Friedkin is walking into something, but unlike Palota, I think there is a clear difference into how he's you know how he's walking into this situation. It's. Some things that affected Palota most likely, I, I want to believe, will not affect uh, a Friedkin presidency. Now, this is, you know, it's unpredictable. Um, I'm not only talking about the ambiente romano. I'm just talking all things considered um, how this, you know, Palota walked into Ro Roma thinking that, you know, the stadium, you splash some money and you get the stadium built. And instead he was met with a lot of political adversity and, and, and people going to jail and <laughs> frogs, frogs, water, whatever, you know, it's uh, everything happens. So uh, this this is a fresh start. And it's it's also, uh, you know, as we both just said, a completely different situation. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, and I just had something, someone from Friedkin, they told me that they met recently with Vitek, who's the Czech real estate entrepreneur that is probably going to acquire the land. He hasn't done so officially, but will soon acquire the land for the Stadio della Roma. I think that's a big step. Obviously, the stadium plays a huge part in all of this. The, the club, without the stadium, or at least the project, we should say, I don't know if it's even remotely appealing. I don't know. So we'll see. I... I I, this is going to sound harsh, but Baldissoni has been utterly, um, how do I put this kindly, utterly um, bad at this whole <laughs> at this whole stadium project when it was dumped on his lap after Mark Panis left the club. I, I just I, I really think that Baldissoni is in way over his head, um, and I think this new ownership group will eventually get it over the line. Um. All right, so again, not necessarily the, the overall sporting part. We get it, no trophies. Some of the highlights, though, of the Palata era for you, what are they? <laughs> well, uh, the the incredible run with, with Garcia, um, the 
Jacko's arrival, which I still think is, you know, is underestimated. I was yes, a big critic yes. of Jacko. I'm, I still am, but but it, it it should not go under the radar of how impactful uh, the arrival of of such a player was at that particular moment in time, um, uh, you know, and and obviously. One of the best years was was under under Spalletti, with much criticism for both Spalletti and Palotta, because uh, I think Palotta made made more enemies in, in during that period of time uh, than you know than before by by taking in Spalletti again, and then that whole saga with Totti. But to me, that year with Spalletti is still a highlight. Um, Champions League semi final, you know, it's first time in our history. Um, that was, you know, it's it's something that we always remember. Um, I know people want to make fun of him jumping into the uh, fountain <laughs> because, especially because that was the last time he was in yeah, Rome. Yeah, so what? But I was just that, about to say. <laughs> that was the last time, but it was for a good reason, you know. And it's, it's something that nobody will take take away from us and from him and from his presidency. So those those are the main highlights of of Roma actually. Uh, you know, getting somewhere where they hadn't been before, um, you know, and and having players of a caliber that they could only dream of uh, before. And and that is always a step in the right direction, no matter what the club is. Yeah, and I think you and I have agreed on this part before. We said it a number of times, but I do think that Palotta was the ver- the, the, the right owner to sort of be that bridge. He took over a very bad right. situation, and I don't think it was ever going to be him who brings the trophies to Roma. I think he was, you know, if I had to describe it in any way, he was sort of like the janitor, the plumber even. <laughs> he had to clean up the mess. There was a right. huge mess, <laughs> and he had to set things right. And in fairness to him, I think he did a very good job at that. And I almost feel like he became somewhat of a victim of his, uh, not of his own success, but of the club's success. Because really, Rudy Garcia arrives in 2013. Nobody expected that, right? But after that happens, what? We have a number of years where Roma qualify for the Champions League. I believe I'd have to look back, but I think it's one of the longest runs in the club's history of qualification for the Champions League. Um, And it seems like just from that expectations soared and whether or not that was fair or not it was just this is what we expect now we're getting to the champions league now we expect that next step and i don't think that next step was ever going to happen under palota in the way he operates so i think a new ownership has to come in and take the torch from him and make that next step right because i I guess I don't see. I guess I don't see if Freakin's purpose really was to just continue as Palotta. I really don't see how it can be successful. No, no, I agree with you, and I think that Palotta's presidency ended the day that uh, Monchi resigned. Um, yeah, that you know, it's the day that that you know Monchi left. That was Palotta's end because Monchi. Um, 
in that particular moment when he came in, the moment that Spalletti left and you hired Giuseppe Di Francesco, you got Ramon Monchi there. Um, you you made some significant plus valenzas. Um, you, you know, you you invested in in probably in in a very young striker who seemed like he could grab the world world by by the balls in Schick. I think that was Spallotta's leap for success, for, for the next step. When that failed, that was it. I think that Palotta got really sucked into a lot of bad situations. The stadium took forever, was never meant to t- take forever in Palotta's mind. And as that dragged on, as many other situations dragged on, um, he just got sucked into Roma for the longer run. And as you said, he doesn't seem to be the type of... Uh, president or investor for 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 the long term um he helped us out in a in a crucial way because if you look go look back at roma's situation 10 years ago it's really not that nice um to look at no. but <laughs> it, it, we are we're looking at a club that yes got sold uh, for under 600 uh, million um it's it's a club that has a lot to offer and it's a, a club that has a lot of ambitions and you know it, it was it was crucial for 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 the club to not lose any more value for somebody else to to step in yeah i completely agree and i think what we're going to see here is a much different more hands-on approach by friedkin i have been told that ryan friedkin that he will be living in Rome full-time now whether or not that happens remains to be seen this is I'm getting this information from the same person who has been updating me this entire time on the entire saga so it's coming from a good place I do think that you're going to see a much more present president I think we would agree right if there was one thing like if you could if you could snap your finger and fix one thing that Palata did Obviously, the not being there thing is huge, right? And the thing I find funny is you have people who, you know, when he's there, they want to do nothing. But, you know, I think we've all seen that video about that guy complaining about the crest in the Roma shop. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, It's just funny because when he's there, people want to do nothing but harass the the shit out of him. So maybe I guess to a certain degree, I understand why he didn't come to to Rome as much. But this whole – the thing with him – and we just touched upon it briefly a little bit ago about him not being in Rome within the last couple of years. There are some people who will say that is not a big deal. And there are others who obviously say it is a big deal. For me, I think it is a big deal. Is that something you agree with? Or do you, or do you think that's something that is overrated and is just a talking point we use when <laughs> things aren't going well? Well, you know, I for a long time, I thought that it was overrated. But I guess I underestimated it. The importance of, of 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 being there, of being present at Roma, uh, you know, it seems like um, I thought, you know, at the beginning I saw that uh, Inter, you know, Inter fans were also unhappy that um, their owners were never there, um, rarely came by, and but now it seems to have died down. And at at, at Roma, it's. It's very particular, and I, I still think that it's a bit, you know, it's sometimes we put too much value on that. 
But I guess I can see the problem with Palota is that this guy doesn't want to be involved as much or doesn't want to be there as much, but he's he seems pretty sensitive and he goes out of his way to address the fans, to make letters, to make speeches that then just underline or highlight his absence even more. And I guess that is the main problem: is that we never, we never saw a Palotta that was balanced in yes. his approach to to Roma. I think that I really, you know, I don't know if this is still as important to many people if Friedkin is there or not. Um, but I would like to see a consistency in. Okay, if he's there, he's there, and he's not, you know, every two years, every three years, um, or whenever things go, you know, the right way. Um, or, or if he's distant, let him be distant and let have some let someone else be there on the spot, um, you know, like uh, like Inter have Zhang or uh, you know. So it's I still you know I still think that this is this is a bit overrated in my opinion. This is but one of the understand. best, but this is the radio's one of the radio's most favorite talking points of all time. Yes. Yeah, he, that he's not there. But as you just said, when he's there, <laughs> it seems like everybody is out there to spit at him. So that was, you know, at least that's in the past. This is this is something new. Um, we've seen what the what the again. This is a, an entirely different approach, and we'll see what the what the attitude, what the mindset of the Friedkin group will be um, regarding this club. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, before we go, uh, we uh, Roma have a match in a few hours. How do you feel about yes. this? And I just saw Monchi gave an interview. And I, I haven't opened it up completely. I'm a little afraid of what he has to say. Um, confident or not confident? Well, to be honest, um, I was just talking to this with a good friend of ours. And I'm just going to, for the sake of, you know, keeping in line with my Roma expectations when it comes to these games where you know it's one game and you're out um i'm gonna say i'm not confident because um <laughs> I just... one of the most exciting <laughs> one of the most exciting days for the club in a decade almost <laughs> <laughs> what did you expect oh. joe i'm not you know i'm not gonna it's not freak friedkin who's gonna be playing today uh, it's our guys and i guess the good news is that zaniolo is starting i guess the bad news is is that Cristante is starting, um, and and that's about it for my expectations. It's, <laughs> my it's, not a, it's a mixture. Oh goodness <laughs> gracious, sir! Well, if are you confident? If you're confident, please lay uh, it out. On me. You know, I am. Um, I I do think we've you know we've talked about it before. I think this whole ownership thing really has had an effect on the season. Fiango will tell you it hasn't. Baldessoni will tell you it hasn't. The players will tell you it hasn't. Fonseca will tell you it hasn't. I'm telling you, whether regardless of what they say, I am I am absolutely telling you it does have an effect. I just refuse to believe that you not knowing who your potential employer may be, even though it is the same club, knowing who at the end of the day is really signing the check, I just refuse to believe that that has no effect on your mindset. I refuse to believe it. So right. I, I'm kind of hoping that with the news of today, now they made the press release really early in the day, um, obviously for, for uh, Borsa Italiano reasons. I do think that this is going to have some sort of positive effect. Now, maybe that's just me. I'm feeling so happy right now. Maybe that's, you know, the mix of the wine and the caffeine yep. that have been fueling my body over 72 hours. 
I do think that this will have a positive effect, though. I, I, I really, really do. So, so wait. A, so you're you're saying they don't so win? Wait, now. you're you're expecting you're expecting Cengiz Under to come out swinging like the next Cristiano Ronaldo because Friedkin is the new president. Uh, I think you see a much more positive mindset. Yeah, I and maybe that's just me again being you know uh, head up in the clouds. But I, I I do think there can't we at least agree that it does have some effect, right? It has to. It it has to. It just has to. Somebody's it, somebody is paying your salary. It has to. You know. It it ha- something has to change when you know that the previous guy that maybe you were indifferent to or you just weren't weren't sure what the situation was with him and and the future of 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 your of your job at this club uh, now suddenly becomes clearer. Um, and and it, it, everything everybody treats it as good news it has to in some way as you just said and i think that that is partly right it has to uh, get through to you and um whether that has an effect on our players to really play up to their standard and 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 to beat sevilla in in a one match game uh you know, it's um that's an entirely different thing i think that is difficult to say but i would hope that they come out motivated and that they, as we just said, carry that same thirst for victory um, against Juve, which was easily one of the better games of Roma in the last month, month and a half. That, um, yeah, just they carry over that to the to the Sevilla game. And maybe, hopefully, we can be here next time talking about Monchi getting humiliated. <laughs> All right. Well, I hope for that, too. So... We're going to go. We have a match in a couple of hours. Let's enjoy it. This is a good moment. It's okay to be happy. Take a step back. Smile a little bit. Um, This is a good moment. This is a very good moment for Roma, so I hope you're enjoying it. Thank you for listening. Thank you for the support. Hopefully this gave you a bit of levity uh, a little bit before the match begins. Thank you for listening. We'll be back after the Europa League tie against Sevilla. So we will talk to you. uh, We'll talk to you in a couple days. Uh, or I should say, we'll probably talk to you tomorrow or Saturday. I don't know, whatever we decide. So, uh, yes, talk to you soon. All right, everybody, take care. Ciao. Ciao.